Good morning. I want to welcome you here this morning. Uh, I greet our online worshipers as well. Uh, I'm Pastor Jeff Dadisman, and this is uh, St. John's United Methodist Church. We are live streaming here this Sunday morning. I'm glad that you've chosen to worship with us. If you're new, we're glad that you're here. If you're online and you would tell us that you're here, there is a, a button on our website and on our Facebook page that you can respond. I would invite you just to come into God's presence and open your hearts to this morning's message and music and prayers and singing. Oh, come, let us worship the Lord and consider what wondrous things God has done. The Magi who study the heavens follow a guiding star. Oh, come, let us worship the Lord and consider what wondrous things God has done. The peoples who live in the shadows see a glorious light. O come, let us worship the Lord and consider what wondrous things God has done. The Christ who embodies the word unveiled the hidden plan, making us joint heirs of the promise of salvation through the gospel. O come, let us worship the Lord. For God has done wondrous things. Will you pray with me? O God, the weather comes again this morning as a reminder that we are always at your mercy, that we move about through your grace and your watchful eye. And so today we would just pray for uh, mercy and grace for any that are traveling and on the roads. We begin our our time of prayer just acknowledging that we we humbly come before you, O God, with uh, many burdens, our personal requests. We have uh, big needs and we have small needs. But we come believing you are a God that gives good gifts to all people. And that as your people, we can ask and that we can make requests. And and so together, we just ask for your uh, grace to be poured out in this city. We ask for your light to shine in the darkness. And we would pray for those struggling. And as this um, January season often It is a time of of deeper struggle because of various reasons. We would pray that your light would push back the darkness, that that your light would come, maybe through a a kind word or a kind deed, and lift up uh, those that are discouraged and downtrodden, that we might be vessels of your light and your grace Encourage us this morning as we think about the, the Christmas story, how it ends with a, a search uh, that was uh, initiated through the light of a star, and that those that were looking up for signs, they saw the star, they followed the light, and they came in their search to, to find a newborn king. And as the the ministry of Christ is revealed and as the the mission of Christ is explored in the next couple weeks, uh, today we we just acknowledge that the coming of a king signals the, the coming of God's kingdom. And the invitation is there to accept Christ as king. And as the the travelers knelt before the baby Jesus, as they acknowledged they had found the king. So many in our our society and culture 
have said that um, they, they can't cope with life without a higher power. And, and today we just say that God has given to us the, the name of that higher power. And our higher power is called Jesus. And Jesus comes to, to be a, our guide, our Savior, our Redeemer, our friend. That by faith, we, we can have a personal relationship with the power above all other powers, that Jesus came to be king of the universe. Challenge us, O oh God, to accept that truth. Guide us, O oh God, into that truth. I pray that you would bless Pastor Jay as he has prepared a message today and kind of our, our last stop along this uh, Christmas story the journey through Christmas, looking at the end of the story. Just pray that you would bless his words, that you would open uh, your scriptures to give us understanding in this time together. And I end with a, a prayer that uh, John Wesley often used at the beginning of each year that um, in itself uh, invites us to bend the knee before the king, just as the, the travelers did. He prayed, and I would invite you just to hear this prayer. John Wesley wrote, I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt, rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee, or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee, or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things or let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine, and I am thine. Let's join together in the, the prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Today's scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. On the night Jesus was born, some people came to worship Jesus according to Gospel Luke. There were shepherds from the fields. None of them had status in society. They were considered sinners in Jewish society. The place where Jesus was born opened for sinners and people from the lowest class. According to Today's scripture, Gospel of Matthew, the place Jesus was born was also open for Gentiles or foreigners. You probably have heard that Jews had mistreated Gentiles and Samaritans badly. However, according to the scripture, God showed the star to announce Jesus' birth to Gentile. God allowed the wise men to see the star and follow the star and find the baby Jesus. They came the first they became the first worshipers as Gentiles. When Jesus came to a place, there is no discrimination, no segregation, and no racism. To come to Jesus, you do not need any status or conditions. Jesus is open to all people and welcomes all. Our Bible does not tell us how many wise men came to see Jesus, but more than one person. Bible describes them as plural, so at least two. The wise men came from the east to see the king of Israel. They had advanced technology to uh, observe the stars. In ancient times, reading stars was for knowing the will of heaven or God and also knowing the future. 
That is why the Summer Bible translation translated them as Magi. The wise men came to meet the new king of Israel. They might think that the current king may have a newborn baby son who would be a king in the future. I think that's, that might be the reason why they you know, went to the palace first. They came to the palace first to find a newborn baby king. A king should be in a palace or born in the king's family except the first king. If there were another king in the kingdom, there must be a war between two kings. One kingdom comes with only one king. They never divide their power and authority into two. That cannot happen. Kings never come down from the throne by themselves. They want to keep their throne until they die. They cannot allow anyone who is against them. They even kill their own family members to keep their throne. There is no exception. Recently, there was a, a series of dramas, Game of Thrones. Are there anyone who watched that? No one? Okay. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> last night, there was no one either. I mean, there was no one last night. Anyway, in that drama, people do all kinds of things. All kinds of things to become a king and keep their throne. Literally, they do all kinds of things. More than your imagination. King Herod was not that different from any other kings. He wanted to protect his throne, so he wanted to eliminate a future enemy who would shake his throne in the future. So Herod ordered to kill all baby boys in that reason. The baby boys were also under his throne. They also, his people. However, keeping his throne from the future danger was a more critical and urgent issue to Herod, more than keeping their people, I mean his people. In the drama, The Game of Thrones, a queen kept asking people whether they were willing to serve her or not. If they say yes, they live. If they said no, then they got killed. That was shown as a, one of ways to show mercy to the people who, captured, who were captured. Kings or queens wanted their people to obey them. At the end of the story, the queen in the drama gets killed by the one she loves. With anger, the queen was out of control and destroyed her kingdom and killed people. So the loved one had to stop her. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the king of kings. 
The prophecy in the Old Testament says that Messiah comes as a descendant of King David. Therefore, the Messiah should be born in house of David to be Messiah. Gospel of Matthew was written for Jews, so Matthew needs to mention Jesus' genealogy, which shows Jesus' connection to King David. If you look at Matthew chapter 1, you can read from Abraham to David and David to Jesus. I think the wise men never met such a king born outside of the palace. But not just outside of the palace, even outside of the ordinary house. Jesus was born in, mid- in the middle of the animals. Probably the wise men never expected such a scene and such a king. This king might not be the king they wanted to meet. To them, the king Herod might be an ideal king. Herod had power, authority, and his people and the land to rule over and soldiers to fight. However, the king the wise men met had no throne. They met a king who was even powerless and fragile. They met a king whose sinners surrounded. There was no powerful people from society. There was no one. From the worldly perspective, there was no benefit from meeting such a king. But instead, the wise men gave costly gifts to the baby Jesus. They had to travel many days and spend a lot of money for that. They spent their time, energy, and treasures to find the true king. While preparing the sermon, I wondered why the wise men should come to worship the newborn king. They might want to prove their knowledge of reading stars. This might be the their academic reason, academic curiosity. You know, they need to prove their ability. We can read the stars. We can read the stars. This is my imagination. This is my guess. I think there might be another dream. You know, the wise men, when they leave from Jerusalem, Bethlehem, there was a dream. You know, angel told them, do not come back to the Herod. So I thought, I imagine, that there might be another dream even before they come to Israel telling about the star, telling about the newborn king. It's just imagination. We do not know exactly how and why they came over to see Jesus. But I am sure that they found far more than they expected from baby Jesus. At the time of Jesus, if you have a king, the king has everything over you. All the things belong to the king. Kings give land to live and land to cultivate, and the king protects them. People may pay taxes and fight for the kings. Therefore, king must be strong and wealthy and powerful. Under that kind of king, people may find 
prosperity, and wealth. Jesus was a baby. Jesus has no power, no money, no land, no soldiers, no palace. Jesus had nothing, not even a cradle. The entire life of this king was not that different from the beginning. Rather than taking a throne, he spent most of his time with the sinners and out with the outcasts. He had eaten with people from the low classes of the society. He humbled himself to meet people and had welcomed all people. This king never fights against people to take his throne. He had never worn a golden crown. He never had a palace. How many of you are looking for a poor king? How many of you are looking for a poor king? How many of you are looking for a king has no army? This king never promises prosperity. This king never promised that he would make people rich. Instead, this king asked people to share their money with the poor. In the prosperity theology, people chase wealth and money. However, Jesus denied that wealthy life. Instead, Jesus went down to the bottom of society and mingled with people. Many people follow a king to escalate their social status. But Jesus asked us to go down and down and down. Many people are looking for a wide and easy path, but this king asked us to go through a narrow and hard path. Today's scripture shows us two different kings. The first one is King Herod, and the second one is Jesus. The wise men had met both of them, but they worshipped and paid homage to only Jesus, not to the King Herod. King Herod killed many babies to keep his own throne, but Jesus became a Lamb of God to save sinners. King Herod was wearing a golden crown on his head, but Jesus was wearing a crown of thorns. Herod was sitting on a fancy and comfortable throne, but a shameful cross was Jesus' throne. Which king are you looking for? Which king are you willing to follow? Or which king are you currently following? Is that Jesus? Are you looking for Jesus? If you are wandering around the world to find the true king, God will show you a guiding star. It could be a person or some event or something, but God will guide you. Come to Jesus, to the true king. The wise man had to travel a long journey, but you don't need to. You can meet Jesus right now if you welcome Jesus. 
So pray to Jesus to come into your life. Even though you feel you don't deserve to see the king, Jesus welcomes you. The shepherds were considered cheaters and sinners, but they were the first people who saw the baby king. Jesus welcomes you whether you are sinners, foreigners, or the outcast in, the, in our society. Even though you think you are like the shepherds, Jesus still welcomes you. Do you follow Jesus? Do you welcome sinners, foreigners, and outcasts? Do you follow Jesus as your king? Do you humble yourself and serve others just Jesus did? Do you love each other as Jesus commanded? Do you follow Jesus? Do you have Jesus as your king? Here is the king. This king is different from all the kings. This king is humble and sacrificed himself for sinners. This king took all the sins of people and took all the wrath of God. This king did not hesitate to pay himself as a ransom for us. This king would share his kingdom with all people. This king does not command us to command us for obedience, but ask us for the love. As we live our lives, there's always some sort of kings or directions or philosophies which we people follow. There is something all the time. Some people believe in themselves and follow themselves only. They do not believe in God, but themselves or someone else. We humans cannot live without a sort of a king. There's something we follow. There are many options. However, there's only one true king. This king is the way, the truth, and the life. This king is the only way to come to God. This king is the only king God gave us. I have only one king to tell you. His name is Jesus Christ. I hope you find the true king. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for giving us the true king who welcomes all of us. We know that Jesus is the only name that brings salvation and cleansing of all sins. Jesus Christ, we want to meet you. Jesus, we welcome you as the true and only king of our lives. Lord, we love you and praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. The King is with you and for you always. Go in peace. Amen.